Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. (laughs) Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks, and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Price. It's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Obers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is David Frangioni, CEO and publisher of Modern Drummer Magazine. So excited about our new podcast, The Modern Drummer Podcast. This weekly podcast will bring Modern Drummer to life. Sit back and enjoy fresh, fun, and insightful conversations with today's top drummers, producers, musicians, beat makers, and craftsmen. Whether you're a professional, a hobbyist, drummer, musician, programmer, producer, or just love music, This show is for you. Every other week, the Modern Drummer Podcast will feature world-renowned producer, songwriter, and drummer, Narda Michael Walden. Narda Michael Walden's Upbeat is featured exclusively on the Modern Drummer Podcast.
I know David right now is is um, I know David right now is looking at that drum kit and those concert toms, that sonar kit, and I know he wants to say something. He's dying to say oh, something. Oh, David, I'm kit. sorry. We we completely. No, I'm, I'm just having a great time listening like everybody else out there and learning. Um, uh, and and Nir, I'm, you know, I'm a, a huge fan of your work uh, for, I appreciate for many it, years. That means a lot. Thank you. Well, it's, it, what you've played means a lot and the inspiration that you've brought Thank to you. the world and to drumming. Um, you're, you play sonar as your, as your brand, right? That's yes. your choice of drums. Yes, definitely. I see the concert toms in the back there. Tell us not only about the concert toms, which I want you to share with everybody, but tell us about what else your 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 studio rig is and what changes you make to the rig if it's live or if it's a certain kind of session snare drums like geek out a little bit for what what you do with gear because your sound is so great uh, a lot you. of guys want to know what you're using so they can see how it adapts to their setup it's a beautiful that's a beautiful kit that's a beautiful and i'll tell you the old thing behind it i had uh I, I mean, really, my entire career, I played three drum companies, my whole career. This is the third and probably the last. Now, those guys showed up in my studio. Uh, one of the guys you guys all know, we all love, is the funny guy, Marco. Marco showed up here with a guy... Uh, Jerry Goldenson, the president for KHS Corporation, is a dear friend, and Carl Hanks from Sono Drums. They basically showed up here and they set up this vintage kit right in my studio. It was one of those uh, white pearl, marine pearl finishes. Play it. I'm like, okay, it's a stunning looking kit, first of all. And B, once I played it, I was, oh my God, that's undeniable. Okay, so that was, put this one out of the way. I played all the series, you know, the SQ2, the SQ1, they making, they all, all the drum kits are pretty amazing. Something for my own personal taste, there is a combination on the vintage series where you get the vintage flavor, but also can be very modern and very powerful, if you, if you like. I think obviously it's the wood, it's the, you know, the hoops, they have those very unique hoops, which is kind of, it's almost in between a triple flange and a die cast. It's not as heavy as a die cast, but not as light as the, the classic triple, triple flange, they call it, right? So for me, I find it just give you the right amount of focus and control, you know? And for my own test, they don't ring too much. Hmm. You know, and I guess because I'm such a studio nerd, we always in the studio, doesn't matter what you have in front of you, you always put an extra towel, extra guff tape, extra this, extra that. And for me, this was kind of ready to go. And doesn't matter, by the way, what configuration, what drum heads, what kind of tuning, they always work. It's always, always sounds good. So it has just the right amount of decay that you don't have to put any external dampening and exactly. you get the sound that you want. Exactly. That's amazing. Exactly. So it's like perfectly dry, but resonant. It, exactly. And for a matter of fact, uh, for, for your information, we just did two days 
of videos for sonar drums related to everything I just talked about. The whole idea is to show you how versatile this drum set is. So what I mean by that, I played from like, imagine the Bonham configuration, okay, with the right tuning and, and approach down to a bebop kit, down to like a fusion kit, down to I moved from one setup to another, which was honestly a bit of a challenge because, you know, it's like you need a minute to, <laughs> to adjust in. So here is the story behind the, the vintage series. Um, more than that, even the vintage series snare drum, I end up using this snare drum so much because it's just amazing drum. Now, wait, you know. two things. Which mm. exact snare drum? And then I want to jump to something. Is, I sure. know you have your signature sticks, but do you yes. have signature drums coming out anytime soon? So No, we actually, did, we actually did talk about it. But at the same time, every time we think about it, it's like everything done. Everything made, <laughs> you know? There <laughs> is so many... Uh, so many options out there. There is something we've been discussing and when it will be the time to share, I will, you know, but I want to make sure that, you know, to me, putting a signature instrument out there, I want to, I want it to be, I want it to be something that actually means something to, to, to the player, something that actually different and good. It's and not just special. to put, and special, you know, yeah. Uh, it's very easy to take a drum shell now and whatever, put some logo on it and turn it into a signature right. drum, as you know. Uh, right. same you with don't symbols. do that, and Sonar doesn't do that. Because if you look no. at the Benny Greb signature drums, they worked on him for years to get the you know what he had in his mind. So you, it sounds to me like you know, you're going to take the same exact approach. If it's not something 100%. new and representative, then there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. 100%, 100%. So what snare drum is it then that is one of your secret sauces? Uh, one of them, actually, I can show you right now. It's this. Can I show it to you? <laughs> I'll bring Absol it. Absolutely. Even Sono will might um, prefer that I'll show a different finish because this finish is discontinued. But it's the same vintage series. Okay, so this is just a five and a half by 14. And what's the Eight. model? It's the vintage series. It's vintage, it's the, it's okay, the, so yeah. it's not an it, SD, it, it, this it, or that, it's just called vintage series, okay. Yeah, it goes with the That's, kit. Goes with the kit. Wow. Very cool, cool logo. You, That's a new Sonar logo? That's the vintage logo. Oh, okay, wow. Okay, I haven't seen that. Nice. Yeah, so I can show you. I'll take another drum off this, the kit. Kind of reminds me of my Octoplus kit back in the day. See, look at this, for example. Wow. Uh, you see the finish? Yeah, wow. This is the black slate, they call it. And is, that, is that gold or silver it's, on the hardware? It's silver. Oh, maybe okay. because of the lights, it looks gold. Yeah, well, it's just very, very, you can just see the quality. I mean, those, those oh, yeah. hoops are, they, I yeah. mean, those look like the old Gretsch die cast. Yeah, it, it is actually, 
has a combination, and there you go, I'm, I'm experimenting with different drum heads right now on the concert, on the concert toms. Um, this is the beach shell, you know, what Sono knows for. And it's a good and it's, story. It's, it's lighter, right? We spoke about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Now. By the way, even the bass drum, it's a, it's a virgin bass drum. There is no resonant drum head. So the entire kit, it's all a single-headed bass drum, no lugs on the on the the other side. Single, single-headed bass drum, brother. That's and you know cool. what? That's the I, '70s, man. That's the '70s. That was like. Yeah. I'm telling the, you. You're holding that drum up. You're holding that drum up, and I could pretty much hear that sound. You can head. hear it. Yep. So I got to tell you, last night. We do this hang sometime. Our mutual friend, my brother Shannon, Shannon Forrest. Oh yeah, yep. Oh yeah, and I, I I saw him play with Toto. Absolutely so you know, awesome. And and he's he's like I mean I was there last night. Me and Shannon, Chris McHugh joined us. We had some rebuys. We played some drums. We listened nice. to music. Nice. Now yeah. He has a, Shannon has a, actually, we have him scheduled coming up down the line, but he has a beautiful studio as well. Dude, well, wait a second, put the drums aside. I want a ribeye with you next time. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? I got to give it to Shannon. You tell him, Neil was talking about your ribeye because he knows how to make this right, my friend. Nice, and, nice. And, um, so I took because Chris, you know, we're gigging, like we, we like a bunch of kids. You know, Chris always brings something. He find those, uh, like, hey guys, I find those new beats hi-hats from the seventies. You guys gotta hear it, you know, okay. <laughs> and I said, all right, you guys wanna hear the concert, Tom? So I'm gonna grab two of the Toms with a stand so we could, you guys can play it over there. You know, we just, yeah, just, just a, a family hang, you know? That's the way we used to do it growing up. That's yeah, that's the way we used to do it, you know, and we need to do it more often. And that's Absolutely. one of the good things that happened because of the pandemic. That people start to chill out a little bit and reach out to one another. And you know what? Let's just be human beings here. Let's connect a little bit, you know. So going back to these drums and the gear, um, David, this is started, believe it or not. I did a record down here in my studio. Great band, by the way, you would love them. They call Elvado. I'll tell you all about it. And I had a vision. They're like, what do you think? I heard the music. So I set up, I'll show you another beautiful drum. I have to show it to you. Hold on. Look at this finish. Wow. Wow, that looks like the classic Ludwig or Slingeland or yeah, Slingeland from the day. Slingeland, I was that? just gonna say it's got like a Slingeland kind of uh That's the first. The sli yeah, the, the lugs are look Slingerland like, but the finish is the finish. Uh, yeah, all the yeah, it's the same thing. So this is the very first one they made in this finish, and that was a special request. Now it's in the catalog, by the way. Now you can order this finish. So what happened? This particular kit has, it's like a Ringo setup. It's a 22 inch bass drum. This is a 13 and there is a 16 floor and a mat snare. 
when those guys came over, I'm about to cut drums. I said, you know, man, I want to get this cool 70s drum sound. So I took my time. We took the bottom heads off, plus the bass drum with the right dumping and everything. And I actually put the microphones inside the toms. Nice. And it was, it just ended up being such a pleasant sound. It makes you smile. That's all I can. We all had a big smile on our face. You know, one of those warm, round, timeless drum sounds. And then Jerry Goldenson from KHS, which is Sonor, he heard the recording because I love the way those drums sound. Like, yeah, it's the vintage series, but no bottom heads. Because, all right, we need to make those. We need to make you a kit like that. And here is the result behind me. Excellent. This project. Excellent. This is how everything started. And, and you want to you want to talk about the gear, about audio gear, David? That's what you said. Did we cover yeah, the drums? I'll, yeah. But now that you've shared so much on the drumming, uh, Billy's been telling me that you know what you're doing technologically in in your studio setup is uh, is something that a lot of drummers will want to understand and implement to to whatever oh, sure. capacity they can. So tell us what you're sure. up to there. As far as the setup, as far as the gear, obviously. Um, you know, you get to a point where if we're talking the, the, the microphones and the mic pre's and so on and so on, it's something I'm telling everybody because I honestly got a lot of questions from many people during the pandemic who got to a point, you know, they want to put a recording set up in their home studio and on and on. Now, it's very easy to fall into this black hole there that will be very expensive. So I always said, you need to have a budget. First of all, you need to decide what is your budget, how much you can afford to spend on the gear that you need to record your own drums. And then you put the priorities together. What is the most important piece of gear to get in order to record your drums and be able to send it to other people and make it sound like drums. And that can be an endless journey, okay? Now, in my case, over the years, um, I find myself every time I work in a fancy studio somewhere in town and I went back to my studio, I'm expecting to hear the same sound, you know? And it, and it was very frustrating for, for quite a while you know and in one point and i'm not saying this is what you need to do if you're just starting 
you know. But in one point, I made a rule for myself. Okay, I'm not dealing with any mediocre gear anymore. Because you pretty much, you get what you paid for. It makes sense? Absolutely. So I end up, um, as far as my, I use Pro Tools like everybody else or most people. Are you guys familiar with this genius guy named Eric Valentine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a great David, drummer. It's not, he's a great drummer, great producer, great everything. David, are you familiar with him? I sure am. So when um, I always been a fan of his work, regardless, but later on, I find out that he's a genius when it comes down to build audio gear. You know, this is a guy who built his own mixer, you know, and um, I went to see him. I watched him, I would say four years ago or so down here at Vintage King. He did like a master class demonstration and 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 I gotta tell you, man, when he played back some of his drums recording, I was dude, I was shocked. I mean, it was behind good. It was so good that I was like, I was like, how can it be? Where did he record it? In his studio. He brought sessions to the master class he did, and he was presenting the mic priest that he's making, it's called the company called Undertone. Have you heard those? Or I, have you I seen have. Those? Yeah, I have. They're under the radar, but I've heard of them. So I can tell you that here in Nashville, it's no brainer. Everybody wants to have Undertone. So what happened, I had a bunch of different mic priests. I had API, some of the Neve. I had a bunch of everything. And they gave me a unit to experiment with the undertone so I could compare it to what I have. And once I recorded with the undertone, I was sold and I end up changing my whole setup. Uh, and I became exclusively, I'm using, I got 16 channels of the undertone mic priest for the drums. And did you find that getting the sound you heard that blew you away was was you were you were at that because I, the mic pre's were that significant. I think that the mic pre's are that significant because it does have first of all those are very um, they very versatile mic pre's. It's not just a straightforward mic pre's. It gives you a few options for different colorations. You know, uh, without using really EQ, but different types no, of no. It's just it's the, the, the just the input stage. It can color it. Yes, exactly. Right on the pre, and is the six are the sixteen channels? Does he do? Um, I know obviously people will go online. They'll find this out in a minute. But just quickly, does he do like eight in a one space rack? Like how's he configure sixteen? I got. In my case, it's four units or four mic pre's in each unit. Okay, so, so you know, four, like, four channels per box. Four channels so to speak. per box, exactly. Okay. okay. And, and, and if we're talking the price range, we're talking pretty much, uh, you know, I believe like the API 
in the same price range. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, and that's you know. really high quality, you know, that's a high oh. quality product, but a high quality price range. But look, the thing about mic pre's is that you buy great mic pre's, you're going to have them forever. I agreed 100%. You buy a great microphone, you're going to have it forever. So I went really the extra mile uh, and it took me some time and, and, you know, and a lot of explanations to my wife, why I want to spend, <laughs> you know, $3,000 on a microphone. We, 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 can, we, we can all relate to that. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, so, but I will say this, I will say that there is many options out there to really start something that will be totally okay and if you do the, if you do it right you can achieve some wonderful sound a lot to do with it it's the environment before we even go into mic pre's and microphones and so on and so on it's where you're recording your instrument right it's the room well you know? it is and and that's the thing is that it's a chain and you hear it a million times but a lot of people don't put the the, the right emphasis on the fact that You've got all 100%. these links, the, the links in the chain and whatever that worst and weakest link is, is, is what's going to be the, you know, that's going to be the, the limiting factor. So if everything is really high quality from the drums to the mm -hmm. heads to, you know, of course, let's say, let's start with the player. Cause I think, you know, so much has to do with the touch yeah. and the approach. Then of you have course. the drums the themselves, room. the heads, the tuning, then you get to the microphone, then you get to the mic pre, then you get to the room that everything's, I mean, all of these things, you've got it all worked out, but they're, but they have, it took it has time. to be worked out. It, it, it took time. You know, I, I don't know if you can see, I, I'm sure you can see, I'm looking at the screen. You see the drums towers on the sides. Yes. Right. And, and there is another tower like that on the other side of the room. And I'm actually trying to even up in order to get an even sound of both, both sides of the room. And I find out that the actual drum shells, the shells of the drums standing like that, make the room sounds better. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, and I can see, I can see that because it's bouncing off. And the tone, it's probably picking up certain tones here and there. It, it does. And also because the, the drums are different sizes, the shells are different sizes. It right. does create, it's a diffuser, really. Yeah. You, you, you know, um, so this is something that you need to experiment. I mean, there is really no way to, it, it, it never like that. Like, okay, I bought the gear. I treated the room. I'm going to set up the drum kit over there. I'm going to start record. It's going to take a minute. Learn the rules, first of all. Learn if you really into record yourself, record drums. And obviously, we all know you can go on YouTube and get a trillion tips and guidance from so many people. There is some rules to it. It's physics. When it comes down to microphones and so on and so on. Learn the rules. Make sure you know how to do it the classic way, the safe way. Right. Then and go people, ahead. Then go ahead and break it. And people have to understand that they have to be ready 
and have enough experience to invest to do that because a lot of the younger generation they just think that if they just buy all that equipment they're oh. going to have they're going to sound great and it's not what it's about well and it's no different the thing that i want everybody to learn from from this conversation specifically is that it's no different than you can't just buy the same exact sonar drums that Nier's playing and all of a sudden you're going to sound like him you've got to you've got to take every facet yeah. of it and perfect yeah. it and fine tune it to your playing style, your room, your environment, and and not stop until it really sounds great. Yeah. And and 100%. Kevin Valentine, you know, talking about Kevin Valentine, uh, my son Maddie, because he's he he does all these geeky videos for uh, uh, oh, studio yeah. and, stuff. And, and Maddie, Maddie is a great example. He's a genius in his field, you know, and I'm sure he knows Eric Valentine. He does. And, and actually, when, when he was t turning me on to Eric, I knew a different Eric Valentine that also played drums that used to tour with Steve Lukather. So I oh, thought okay. he was talking about that Eric Valentine. Then when he was I trying, see. he was obsessed with this Eric Valentine. And what I got out of it was he was married to Grace Potter. He's married to Grace Potter. Yep. Yep. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, Maddie. Maddie was the one who turned me on to uh, to, to Kevin, and, and Maddie loves your, you know, of course, you know, he loves your playing. I appreciate that. Back at him, man. Back at him. I appreciate. It. It's it's all about. It's all about uh, patient. It's all about practicing because you know I'm going back to the gear thing for a second. It's very much like you know you play drums, you practice your drum kit, or you practice your instrument. You need to practice how to record the instrument. To this day, I'm amazed that what two inches distance, moving the microphone two inches away or closer does to the sound. It still blows my mind. And I'm sure you know it because- Oh no, it, Dave, it's like, David actually builds studios for a living. That's what he's been doing for the last 30 years. So you well, know that's one, one of the 16 things that I've been doing. That's right. But yes, uh, you're absolutely right, Nir. It's it's an art form and a nuance that really, you know, since since most of the people listening are drummers, you know, I'll say, because like Nir and Billy, I'm both a drummer and an engineer and a producer and a studio builder. Yep. So all these different hats, I can tell you that no different than, you know, the, the pianissimo to mezzo forte to you know, to, to Grande Forte, you know, has such a different effect on, on playing a drum or a hi-hat or a ride cymbal. It's like the same thing where all of these, it's, it's nuances and you can almost take it for granted because when you work with a great engineer, uh, you know, you, they, they already instinctively know what to do to capture those nuances so they're not really experimenting as much but most of us and especially when you're really getting just getting into it you've got to try all these things and learn where and what the nuances are uh, i had an incredible uh you know what i would call blessing to have been great friends with an engineer named roger nichols who's he's passed away now for some years but he was oh, a yeah. very very dear friend for many years and he you know seven grammys and steely dan asia yeah. and gaucho oh, yeah. right on and on and on he lived oh, in yeah. nashville for a while he also lived in miami where i am for a while so we mm -hmm. so some some years of his life we really got to spend a lot of time together 
Um, and all of this I'm bringing up because he just, he was constantly improving his art. And here's someone who everybody else in the industry was learning from, yet he himself never stopped learning. And it was I just incredible. What, what you said is so spot on there that he would still be fascinated with a new mic through a new pre with a new cable at a new angle and the drum opens oh. up on the recording and you can't really make logical sense in your head, but it's there. So you're using your ears and then you're working on how you're going to make these physical adjustments and these electronic adjustments to get this end result. And it is truly an art form. And you know and what? You know what? Uh, oh, sorry, the, the, oh, I'm sorry. The only, one of the good things that came out of the pandemic now is everyone is learning how to be their own engineer and how to do all this kind of stuff. Um, because I don't think it's ever going to go away. I, you know, it, it was going on beforehand anyway, with people sending tracks around and, you know, um, files and, you know, of course we all like playing with musicians, but now it forced everybody to kind of learn their studio. So a lot of engineers are not, you know, a lot of guys, not me, because I, I don't have the patience for it. I want to just sit down and play, but a lot of people are learning how to run their own, get their own sounds, get, which is going to help them now when, when they go in, which I'm sure even yourself, you know, why not stay home and do the track if you, if you can, you know, and, and, and then if you do go to the studio, if it is a young up and coming engineer producer, you can actually help. You'll be helping him. 100%. I mean, I, I think we should all keep it. Everything you both have said, and I want to also respond to what David was saying about the engineer. Um, you got to keep an open mind these days. It's an endless journey of learning and adapting. We constantly adapting, you know, because if we going back even to the 90s, Billy, we talked about New York. It was, it was pretty consistent. If you remember, you had the live shows going on. You had the recording studios. You had an amazing engineers, producers around. Right. And life was pretty consistent. You definitely did not deal with any pandemic, a virus who could kill you, right? But right now, everything in life required us to adapt. And that's include, doesn't matter if you have a business for, I don't know, a restaurant somewhere, or, or you're a musician, you know? And important note about the microphone thing, David, um, I don't know if he disappeared. Can you hear me still, David? I can, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Also remember, and I'm, I would be the great example. Happened so many times. I was in sessions in town. Okay. Give you guys a classic example. Happened not long time ago. I'm just being the drummer. And by the way, Billy, that was at the same studio. It's at uh, Sun Emporium where you came to visit me at the time. Oh, that was a great, that was, that took That's me a back. Great. I felt like I was walking in. I, I felt like I stepped back into the seventies when I walked into, into the seventies. Right. So guess what, David, the guy was the engineer. He had a couple of the calls microphones in front of the drum kit. And he put him in a position that I never experienced before. Okay. 
but I didn't judge anything. I was curious to hear it in the control room. And it sounded beautiful. Okay, he just had this weird angle and the way he distanced them from the drum kit. And I solo the microphones in the control room and I'm like, man, that sounds so beautiful. I came back to my studio. I got the same calls microphones. <laughs> I memorize everything. And you know what? One, I'm kidding you not. It sounded like shit. Because my room, my environment wasn't right. Right. For that for setup. This, for that right. setup that he uses. Yep. He uses in this studio. So, and that's related to, and the reason I mentioned that, and by the way, I've done it many times that I watch an engineer do something and I thought it sounded beautiful. And I said, you know, next time I'm in my, my, my joint, I'm going to try it. Right. That's what I'm saying to all the guys out there who are in the process of learning how to record. You can watch a wonderful video on YouTube and the guy really produced some great sounds. And he will show you how he did it. But it's okay. You might try the exact same thing with the same gear, with the same microphone. But remember, you're going to be in a different environment. Your drum sounds different. You play different. What you do need to remember, vision the sound that you heard that you liked on this, on this video or this session. Yeah. Memorize that sound and turn it into your goal. Okay, how can I achieve that? And therefore, maybe I need to move my microphone extra two feet away from the kit, or I need to retune my drums to sound slightly different from what I'm used to, and so on and so on. And this is the open-minded thing I'm talking about. And this right. is the a, a, a constant adapting approach that been, we've been living in right now. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with experimenting because on the other hand, you might come up with something completely different and then really, and then you might like that even more and say, wow. 100%, you know what? And I compare it to playing drums sometimes. You know why? Sometimes I actually like, it's very cool when somebody that is not a drummer sharing an idea with you. Because yeah. he doesn't think like a drummer. Right, exactly. He thinks musically. He thinks musically. Not, not drummistically, like limits and, what I can play because he's exactly. not thinking about what he can play. He's thinking about what he hears. Why well, Steely Dan went through 100 drummers. in the studio all the time and, and I always feel like drummers kind of make the best producers. Um, are, are you thinking of producing? 100%. Yes, sir. 100%. I, think you should, I, I, I believe you would make a great producer. I, I appreciate. This is something that I've been doing here and there. Uh, never really 
put it, you know, never really push the gas all the way. But I believe it's a, it's a transition because, you know, I, I don't want it to be like a fade out, fade in. I wanted to fade in the production into my drumming world and try to do it more often and create a combination that will just keep me going because drumming is who I am forever. You know, like you are and all our mutual friends, because you know, this is who we are. Right. Forever. But the answer is yes. Yes. And I hope Good. I'm, I'm, ha I'm, ha I'm happy. I'm happy about that because you understand, you know, songs. Now, when you're playing, right, when you when you first hear a song, I guess by now you're starting to say in your head, because, you know, we all say, well, this is going to be a hit. This is going to be a hit. We all used to say that growing up and then nothing happens. But right. I think now with all your experience, you're starting to really see what exactly deserves to be a hit record. Yes, I think I think it does. And this is my own personal opinion. Uh, obviously, there is some songs you get to a point where, and I get to hear a lot of songs. I really do. And the toughest ones are the ones that are almost great. They're good. But... And I always say there is no in-between anymore. It's either you do it or you're not doing it. It gotta be great. It gotta stand out. This is a. Uh, this is my own personal experience, and for what I've seen, those songs that stands out, those productions that stands out, those artists that stands out, are the ones who are very comfortable in their own skin, and they're not chasing a particular song or a particular production or a particular sound that happened to be the leading sound or production or song out there right now. Right, like the flavor of the month. The, that's the flavor of the morning, you know. But and if you analyze this thing, you're going to realize, hey, let's give a great example, a, a recent example, Billie Eilish. It took me a minute, I admit it, my daughter introduced me to Billie Eilish, to her music, you know? And guess what? Look at this, okay? Uh, they made this record in the bedroom. That's <laughs> A. B, there is a girl out there who is whispering pretty much into the microphone and singing, not screaming, you know? All of a sudden, the, what, what I, I compare it to, you notice that when you're in a big room and there is so many people and everybody talk on top of one another and yell and scream, and all of a sudden there is one person who sits there and speaks quietly and slowly the room fades out and it gets quieter and quieter and everybody ends up listening to this one person who speaks really quietly. Obviously, hoping he got something smart to say and share, <laughs> but that's, but you, but you right. know what I mean? That's yeah, the no, way I, 100%. I look at it. You know, there is a girl who came across doing something completely different, completely different. Tell me if I'm wrong. I, I'm not aware of any other record in a mainstream world that actually stood out like that 
in the last what is it a year and a half or so yeah i know she really blew up and 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 i felt the same as you uh maddie kept again maddie kept telling me you know how great billy eilish and i kept going mm, i don't know i don't get it i don't I, I don't get it and he's like you will you and you know what well he was right because i admitted billy the same thing happened to me and you know when he hit me when i i was driving alone in the car and i was just listening to to music mm-hmm. and her song came up and i'm driving and i and he, all of a sudden it start getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and all of a sudden i'm like i'm getting it you know some records we get it right away i mean uh, uh, there is no undeniable but i guess because we surround by so much information and so many of those bombastic production and sound and all of a sudden this thing came up here and it's like wait a second all right you know let me take a listen and i'm happy i'm it makes me happy it gives me hope and and, and also and, and 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 it's the opposite of what we were saying i mean of course if you want to make that big production which is the kind of stuff that you play on um right the kind of stuff that i personally like you know the big production type beautiful love yeah. ballads and everything but for her generation and and that style of music i think there's a documentary i think uh, there's a documentary coming out on on her on her and they talk about making that record with no equipment except the keyboard and the laptop yeah. and the drum machine and her and her vocal and in their room in their parents house so it just gives hope to a lot of other aspiring people you know to look up to her and say well i can do this 100% but also to remember because we have this a bitter sweet love and hate relationship our generation we come from authentic or you know organic instruments when we talk about computers and midi i think it's time to treat those machines as instruments as well so the computer is an instrument and you can create some beautiful things with it if you know how to use it and you really dig in it is an instrument it doesn't yeah. mean that and and i think once you accept that then things become more more easy much easier for us and and give us the opportunity to explore okay i can use the computer as an instrument i couldn't do it 20 years ago i can do it now right and you it's know. a tool you know we're, we're given this, yeah. this younger generation is given so many tools you know there's good and bad about social media and good course. and bad about um youtube and everything but same thing with computers and and when drum machines came out but it, it they're all tools and it's how you use those tools and how you apply those tools and and we talked about it before it's like where is the there is a dividing line there it's like I'm going back to drumming for a second. Oh, it doesn't matter. In in our case it's drumming, could be a guitar player or any other right. instrument. Right. It's the it's the difference between you used to listen to records that you loved growing up and you used to listen to what the drummer played because you loved it and you wanted to be able to emulate it. Yeah. To emulate it and play it. and 
No. And no click back in the day, no, no click tracks. No click, no thing. So everything, actually... was a everything was a little lo looser. That push and feel is what gave it the energy and the excitement. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned Stan Lynch. That's a great example for this generation, right? Yep. And the difference is that right now you listen to anything and you want to know how to play it you click on YouTube and somebody will be out there showing you exactly how to play it. I'm not saying it's wrong, but what it does take away from you, it's your extra cells in your brain to go the extra mile to imagine how I can produce this performance, how I can execute this performance. Right. Come with my own interpretation, if you exactly. Like. You know, you need, everybody. You, you need to make it your own. You need to make it your own. You know, uh, I mean, remember all the the days where the maestro that we all love forever, Mr. Steve Gadd, who every now and then come with undeniable drum beat or or, or any anything he ever played. <laughs> uh, but we always we not always had the access to really go and see exactly how he played those those patterns so you you listen and you come up with your own interpretation yep and and they, later on you find out the exact way he played it great you add it to your arsenal of experience and knowledge and open up your coordination and open up your creativity and so on and so on. Uh, so yeah. like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a fine line over there. And like I said before, so we need to adapt all the time. Yep. And, and learning, like you, we said before as well, you're always learning. Like when we were talking about, um, you know, Kevin Valentine and, and, and some of those people, you, you always want to go to the next, you know, in a way that's bad. Because I mean, sometimes it, for me, especially, it's always like, Okay, next, next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, buddy. Yeah, but I think that's what keeps us passionate and what and, and, and makes us better as we go on. Because otherwise, if you just sit back and rest on your laurels and you just, if you don't want to learn anything new or try, you know, different things, it may not work, but who cares? You know, 100%. You, you try it. 100%. Oh, yeah, you cannot lose your passion you know, two main things, man. You never stop dreaming and you and, and therefore you don't lose your passion for what you do. If you do not lose your passion for the love of music, you'll be okay. Right. You will keep practicing, you're gonna keep learning and you're gonna keep experimenting and keep your ears open, you know, because it's just A B. If you lose all that, if you lose your passion to it and it just become like a a business. I think you're going to hit the wall pretty soon, sooner than you think. You know how much I love you. I, I want to thank you. I love you. you back, bro. I appreciate I, I, having you. I, I mean, you've been doing this now. You've been at the top of the game for over 20 years, and, and, and you're still going. You're still relevant, and, and it's, um, thank you. you know, you're one of the guys that I admire so much because you play, you. you know, the way I love, and you, you fit in with all thank those you. studio guys that came all the way from back in the day with Hal Blaine and, and and Jeff and 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 Jim Keltner and all and all those people and Shannon Shannon Forrest as well, um, you love, know Chad Cromwell, all, all you guys, yeah. you know all you guys and you know 
those guys were there and you came in and it, I'll say it again because we, we talked about it before. That was a close-knit community. So because of your personality and because of the great player that you are, that's why people got you and accepted you and got you going because a lot of Thank people you. at that time started, even to this day, everybody's moving to Nashville. And right. it's it's not, you know, you it, it's not just like we were saying before, buying all this equipment. That's not going to make you great. There's a lot of experience and time that you have to put in and you've done that over and over. You've proved it. So thank I just you. want to say thank you again. And everybody, check out some stuff near did. Thank you awesome. so much. And uh, be safe. And I speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Billy. Thank Love you. To family, brother. Same to you. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. everybody for listening to part two of near z's podcast with modern drummer you got to listen to part one listen to part two again there's so much gold there's so much to learn from near his playing his experience his approach his drumming of course from the sound to the capture of that sound i learned a lot i know you guys are all learning a lot from this and check out his cover story in 2019 in modern drummer Thanks for listening and watching. Thank you, everybody, for watching this week's Modern Drummer Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode exclusively on Podcast One. Until then, stay safe and healthy, and thanks for listening and watching. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024, these are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024 these are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.